we got a little bit of a small gathering, so we'll kick this off. That's episode 93. Uh, I brought Mr. Gabriel back. Uh, just going to kind of screw around, nothing too serious. Uh, talk about some weekend review stuff, back and forth, maybe, maybe a little bit of music. Um, I'm in a, and I'll get more into this, I'm kind of in a Western singer-songwriter mode at the moment. Not country, uh, Western. And uh, so maybe we'll go into like kind of uh, some some weird tab. My Spotify at the end of the year is going to look completely screwed up. But I thought I'd bring John on for this Friday night, which we usually just do week in review AMA. And uh, there was a couple of fun things that were just out there. Nothing like really too serious other than Trump pretty much calling for Bane riots. Um, so I thought we'd just do this. We'd probably just go for an hour here. Uh, Mr. Gabriel, thank you. I, I normally now, John does radio, so I have to go through like five people if he invites me on his show. I, I don't have five people. It's just me. Yeah, you really got to get people. They're great. Be <laughs> really strict about the bumper music they play. Otherwise, uh, they'll play nothing but Rush. And uh, Oh, great. You, you need kind of a, a did, break from that. So did you not, did you not have a say in that then? Because I well, think we did, I just I, didn't uh, care. That that's kind of my the secret to my appeal is not caring too much. So yeah, I just got whatever bumper music they usually use. Yeah, um, a few fun things this week. Nothing that's like too serious. Um, I want to start with the John Fetterman body double. <laughs> this is something that just like came across as I was finishing up today and came across my feed and uh and of course because of twitter's community notes um you learn that there's the supposed there's a supposed uh fetterman body double out there um that it's a guy that looks like david french just hit the gym really hard for a while um but it's from 2022 supposedly when fetterman was leaving one hospital to go to another one and they cropped it out and they said, well, this is who he is today. And I'm, I'm sitting here looking like, yeah, it looks like they daved him. Um, this is going to be one of these where the media is just going to, they're going to go cuckoo crazy with, I think. But um, did you, did you see the John Fetterman body double? Do you, do, do, do we know if he's alive? Did they weakened at Bernie's him? Did, did they, did they Lenny him from of mice and men? Did they just take him out into the woods and be done with this? Or what do you think? What do you think of the body double? It looks like you go out on a deer hunt, you get a great looking buck, and then you find a really, really cheap taxidermist. That's what new John Fetterman looks like. Um, they they didn't fill out his proportions, so he's thinner. He's smiling, which I've never seen. Nobody's ever seen him smile. It's not that he's smiling. It's that, that weird, grumpy face. Yeah, it looks and like it's just something about him. It's like his face is too thin, and his nose looks different, and... Yeah, yeah. David it's, like, it's like they it's like they shaved the head of one of his bodyguards or something and said, "You're you're John Fetterman now." Right. Um, right. The taxidermy example is interesting to me because we haven't seen video of him. Everything is a still photo, so that's believable to me. They they probably just like stuffed him, and you know they they like move his body in certain shapes like a Gumby doll when they need it, like they need to put him on photo sitting or something. Well, Disney's um, woke. They got all the animatronic stuff going, so it's pretty obvious that they worked with some Disney Imagineers, and uh, yes, that way he can sign bills and raise his hand and things like that. It'll be yeah. like the Hall of Senators. Yeah, they'll, they'll just roll a television down to the floor. 
and say, well, here he is actually speaking in it. Yeah, it's going to be like, it's going like to be Max like, Headroom. yeah, it's going to be, yeah, he's Senator Max Hedrum, and he's going to be like, uh, de-aged, they're going to like de-age him and everything like they did for like the Mandalorian, and um, yeah, and they're going to get away with it, of course, because that's what they do. Um, we had a couple of uh, goofy things happen. You, you have daughters that are roughly TikTok age. Do you have a couple of TikTokers? No, they both hate TikTok. Um, one is off social media completely. Got rid of it. I don't know. Probably the last one she had was she um, is a painter. So she would show her art on one Instagram account. And she's like, ah, I just noticed when I get on here, it's a, it bums me out. So she just deleted it. So uh, the other one is more into social media and is pretty savvy with it. Um, but yeah, she, for some reason, TikTok, they just always thought it was stupid. They're like, I don't want to see some dumb girl doing a stupid dance. And that was about, that was about it. Uh, so you raised your daughters well. That's what, that's what you really Yeah, I'm a now. great parent. What did you, everyone says so. What did you glean from the TikTok testimony, if you saw any of it? The thing that I'm, I'm writing about this tomorrow for Washington Examiner, that it's, I think this is the first hearing I've seen in my adult life where both Republicans and Democrats were just like hammering a witness. So like normally if it's like Lois Lerner, it's the Republicans are hammering, the Democrats are defending, or, it, you know, if it's, if it's a conservative witness or whatever, it's a Democratic witness, conservatives are hammering them and Democrats are defending or whatever. And this was the first hearing where it was like the Dems were sort of like trying to give this dude a lifeline to answer questions and he wouldn't answer a single question because he doesn't want to offend China, basically. And it was the first hearing where I'm just like, yeah, both the Dems and the Republicans are hitting this dude and he's like in no good spot. There, there wasn't one like questioner who was like, thank you for your bravery for coming out to speak today. We did see kind of journalists on Twitter take to lobby being his lobbyists. We saw the Washington Post in particular. And then today the L.A. Times op-ed board said, you know, TikTok's no worse than any other social media. What did you what did you glean from this whole thing? Do you think we're actually going to see a TikTok ban out of all of this? I said I was probably 35, 40 percent on it. I'm I'm about like 66 percent now on it that I think that I think they're going to actually push through a TikTok. Yeah, it might get um, made milder in committee, but there's blood in the water. And Dems, the thing is, Dems know it's good politics to oppose TikTok now. Because people who get out there and vote are not on TikTok. You know, yeah, I'm sure you have some young influencers. Gosh, can you imagine that? Talk about the worst case for TikTok, getting a bunch of influencers there. I wish the witnesses, though, would reply with each with like a little tiktok version you know have little do their little dance and point certain directions then somebody would hold up a word and i don't know it would it would make it a little more entertaining but i've never downloaded tiktok so i'm not that familiar with it other than somebody else posting a tiktok on twitter yeah, neither have I. I just think there's blood in the water it's like uh, both parties are competing to be tougher on china which is interesting because in 2016, uh, Trump was considered a crazy man for blasting China over and over. China. But um, China. it seems like both parties just know it's a very good punching bag, politically speaking. You don't want to come off looking soft on China, especially, you know, a couple of weeks after they flew a fucking spy balloon right, right over the country. Um, 
obviously the the issue of the Uyghurs is not going to go away. And now you have China backing Russia and Ukraine, which is basically a Democrat war. Right. Um, it's if, if you're not on board with this and you're not on board with the Bill Crystals and the Joe Bidens, then you're unpatriotic now, which is all the shit that we heard during the, the Iraq war, just flip, right. the, flip the parties. And so I think you're right in the sense that it is good politics. And I, I've had I had a couple of podcast members who are on TikTok and they said, you know, the kids aren't just going to get over this if you ban it. Like somebody's going to suffer electorally. And my attitude is, well, that's until something else comes along. Right. Um, I, th- I think Elon Musk, instead of doing this de-verification shit, that should have been his first priority. Like fire up Vine again and create an alternative to TikTok. Like that's where, you know, Instagram at least knows that that's where the fight is, is not so much the fight, but it's, you know, Zuckerberg knows that TikTok's the biggest platform out there right now. So you create something like it. That's all that he's done his entire career. Yeah. And that's all you need for, you know, Insta. If you ever go on there, because all I do is every week or so I post some stupid picture on there and uh, people like it for some reason. But you know, they're always, anytime I scroll through it to like my one daughter who's on Instagram, I'll like whatever she has. My wife, I'll like something she has. And they're always just pushing these reels on me from people. I have no idea who they are. You know, young hipsters, I guess, who are trying to do the TikTok thing on Insta. So it would, it seems that like it would be a pretty easy replacement. But I don't know the whole ecosystem of TikTok and how it all works and why that would be more popular than reels. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know either. Speaking of, uh, when Elon takes away our blue check marks, are you going to go get a new one? Yeah, I was actually thinking about that yesterday. I've never seriously considered it. I, I just, I've gotten used to the extra tools you get with the blue check mark, but I don't want to spend a dime on anything ever. So I'm kind of <laughs> torn on it a bit. If it, so really you're not like you're not you're not principally it, you're I, not I principally. You're not principally against it. It's just you don't want to spend the money on it because it is. Yeah, it's a cheap bastard. I mean, it's eleven bucks if you're on an iPhone, and that's you know twelve months. I mean, that's you know that's a good chunk of change it builds up. Sorry, I'm the guy that charges for Substack, by the way. Um, yeah, I talked a bit about it today. I I have no plans to if they take if they take my check mark, uh, I will walk out onto the ice in exile and fall through Dark Knight Rises style. I have no plans to uh give him because I, I there's no there's no point to it anymore it's it was used kind of for identity ver- verification and other than people don't really paying twitter blue to have that there it's just it's coming along with it so um the point of it to me is completely lost and i just i don't see a point in paying for twitter blue other than maybe getting rid of the ads but i've turned getting rid of the ads into a nice little game like uh-huh. you just block them and then you see yeah. whichever one comes up and you block that one. And then you block. And as I noted, um, all the big companies are gone now. So now I'm down to like the little gadget things that like you find at Spencer gifts, um, you know, like this, this thing that can like suction cup your car keys to your balls. And it's like, Oh wow, that's cool. Block. That's great. Yeah. So I like seeing all these little new gadgets that people are coming up with, but um, I don't, I don't have any plan for it. I mean, the whole point of being verified is it verifies your ID. And if the usage of that leaves, then uh, I, I think I'm done, you know, whatever. Yeah, the only reason I applied for verification years ago was because there's this other D bag in Australia whose name isn't John Gabriel, but that's what he goes by. It's like John Gabriel oh, Lieber shits or something like that. And he sells this 
new age diet plan where you think yourself into losing pounds. <clears throat> and so I've had people on the left attack me. I can't believe you're supporting such and such candidate. You just sold a fake diet plan. I'm like, yep, that's exactly what I did. That is who I am. But I just wanted to get verified before that dude, but I don't even know if he has a presence on Twitter. So if it goes away, I don't care that much. Uh, we'll yeah, just see I... if it really screws up the experience, like he's going to change it around so you don't show up in people's replies as quickly. I'm like, come on. just just He's creating um, flaws on general Twitter to induce you to uh, send him money and yeah. does not need my money. Without having to buy a Tesla, basically. Um, right, right. Yeah, I mean, I, I did it mostly when when, he, when they opened it up two, three years ago. I did it because it makes people that I go after harder to write me off. Like, yeah. You're not just, like, anonymous dude in mentions. Like, no, I'm I'm now in your verified mentions, asshole. Right. Like, I just, I just knocked on your door, walked into your living room, and sat down on your couch, and you can't move me. Um <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I don't really need that anymore. So it's kind of like, it, it was just one of those things that I was thinking about today. Um, let, let's get into the meat of it. We had more Trump insanity this week. That's pretty fun. This, oh, was supposed to, this was supposed to be the week that he got indicted. He didn't. It was all based on a rumor that came out of Fox last Friday and that he ran with. And they put up barricades in lower Manhattan and no one showed up. The only people that showed up were journos. Um he then posted like the longest boomer diatribe about the state of Florida that I've ever seen in my life. Um, and then he followed that up with, you know, charging me with a crime will lead to death and destruction, which I noted on my podcast is walking right up to the line of incitement, not right. quite going over it, but he's, he's walking right up to it. He knows what he's doing. And um, what, what do you make of all of that? Cause um, to me, I don't I don't see how this flies in a presidential election. I don't see how any of this flies um this kind of grievance tour, you know, 2.0 thing. Um I've been wrong before, you know that. I was wrong on I was wrong on our podcast, but um how do you see this going? Is this just him at Mar-a-Lago just like walled off and he's caught in kind of a feedback loop but with, you know, people who can't tell him, hey, look, if you're going to run against DeSantis, great, but this the stuff you're posting about lockdowns and stuff, oh, that's that's not, no, he didn't do that. Um, and so what do you make of all of that? Is this, uh, the, the thing that I noted, especially with DeSantis sitting down with Pierce Morgan, it certainly ring, sounds like he's ringing the bell. I think that all of this kind of inf this fighting on social media, whatever that you see through is, is just nervous energy. People are just ready to get this going. Like people yeah. are tired of waiting. Uh, you know, it's, he's probably DeSantis is probably about a month, month and a half, two months from announcing, but it feels like there's a lot of just nervous energy of just, come on, let's get this show going. What? Do you, what yeah. I, I think that's a good point. And yeah, you, Trump wants to be the subject constantly and he wants to be the top news item constantly i don't know if most voters want trump to dominate the news every freaking day um there's something about it. it it looks very desperate looks very sweaty um and and just something where it just feels very six years ago it's like yesterday's news. He's just kind of running the same playbook and, oh, I'm going to come up with a killer nickname that'll destroy Ron DeSantis. And 
I don't know, everybody in the press who says they hate Trump are giving him suggestions. And it's just, I don't know, it just feels tired and old. That's why Palin didn't run in 2016. She was there four years earlier and had already gotten tired. The act was tired. Voters want something new. So I don't think it'll be super effective. It, I just think it makes them look desperate and sad. Uh, trying to get it to Sanus. I think DeSantis has been handling this uh, very well. He's got that interview with uh, Musket, and, uh, you know, he just kind of laughs it off. But then even when he responds to a question about Trump, occasionally he will answer that in like a press conference or something. But then he immediately pivots to what he's doing now, what he's accomplished in the past, what he will keep accomplishing. So it's just that kind of message discipline He's and he's also gone after Alvin, he's also gone after Alvin Bragg more than Trump has. Yeah, and that's exactly. how I, that's how you know that a lot of this he's getting arrested is theater. Right. Um, he you know Trump said he wants the photograph. Supposedly the I think it came from Haberman that he wants the handcuffs. Like he wants yep. to be on fucking camera getting handcuffed. Um, you know, and I joked that he's going to show up in Lower Manhattan like Kevin Spacey in Seven. You know, he's going to have like he's going to have like. <laughs> tape all over his hands and bloody blood on his suit and just, you know, detectives! Um, <laughs> just because he wants, he wants the scene and he wants the show. Um, but that's what I've noted. He, he didn't even name Alvin Bragg in that last truth post. He just said, who would, who would want to arrest me? <laughs> and DeSantis, when he was asked about Trump, he, he spun it and he turned it right onto Alvin Bragg. And he's like, Here's yeah, who this guy is, he's a Soros funded DA. Uh, this clearly is a political prosecution. And then everyone in Trump world was like, how dare you, sir? I know. And I know. I'm like, if DeSantis is attacking Trump's prosecutor more than Trump, then you know that there's a lot of, you know, the Joker wanting to get himself locked up to this. Right, right. And I think a lot of that is what it is. It seems like Trump made that prediction he'd be indicted Tuesday only to provoke a reaction from DeSantis. And DeSantis was just busy doing his own thing minding his own business, and uh, and then we saw over the weekend all the kind of paid-off Trump flax just screeching and screaming, and DeSantis needs to say something, he needs to say something, and my policy was, no, he doesn't, because this is a rumor pushed by Trump himself, and it doesn't benefit DeSantis at all to comment. Why bother? It just doesn't matter. Basically, he uh, Trump wants to be setting the agenda so everybody's reacting to Trump, and DeSantis is like, why would which I do that? The, which why is what the media wants the as well. The guy who responds to Trump constantly. And, and that's that what the media Trump wants. Respond to me. Oh, yeah. We saw, we saw that with Steve Peoples from AP. who he like, it's, It looked like Steve Peoples just wandered into a bookstore. Uh-huh. And he, he shouted questions about Trump at DeSantis. And DeSantis didn't answer. He didn't even respond to him. Right. And it's like... Uh, wait, why won't DeSantis play the game that they all used to play? You know, yeah. we could we could go to Marco Rubio and he'd talk about nothing but Trump, and we could go to Jeb Bush and he'd talk about nothing but Trump. And here, and it's here, it's just like, did you hear something? Heard, right. I I, you know, I thought I heard like a, a whiz go by my ear or something. Yeah, and I just think it's a waste of DeSantis's time. He's putting points on the board, as he always says in his interview. He's busy actually doing things instead of promising to do things, which all that's all Trump has is he's promising to do things. And I think Trump is a little freaked out, too, and why he seems so um, insecure when dealing with the Santas is you have like Ivanka saying, I'm not getting involved. You had Melania now saying, I'm not getting involved. She doesn't even show up to his, you know, fundraiser dinners anymore. They're just like, look, 
we're not on board. You rant all you want, old man. But it's like even his family is kind of slowly backing into the hedge, Homer Simpson style. And uh, and he's not making much money. He did this, you know, in part to do this rally around Trump effect where he would make a bunch of money. People aren't sending him much money. It's just it just feels very tired. And people have kind of, yeah, this is entertaining for a news cycle. But when I'm thinking of a next president, I want someone serious. Yeah, we somebody on the last call and mentioned his fundraising. He they were he were bragging about like he raised one point five million in three or four days. And then someone compared that to other news cycles, like yeah. money that, and, and I forgot who did this. I was just going to look for it. Um, but they compared it to like how much he raised or somebody raised after like a thing happened or whatever. Right. And his numbers came in lower than a lot of other things. And so you see 1.5 mil in three days and you're like, oh, okay. And then somebody put that up against other fundraising halls and it didn't even like crack like top three or four. And I thought that that was interesting and telling. And I think a lot of this, it's not even so much DeSantis are moving on. It's Trump's never gone after a popular Republican. Like, yep. you know, he, he wasn't as popular in 2016 as some of those other guys were at the time, but nobody really wanted those guys. I mean, I, you know, people would have voted for Ted Cruz. People would have voted for Marco Rubio, but you know, they all had their grievances with those guys. And here uh, you have, you know, the most popular Republican governor in the country and really the face of all of the current fights, the, the gender ideology fights, the critical race theory fights, the fights with woke corporatism. He's pretty much been the face of all of it for the last two years while Trump has just been down there golfing. And he's never gone after a popular Republican. And here he's going after one. And you can kind of see how it's turning a lot of people off in the sense of like, really, you're really going to go there. You're going to call his wife a tranny. Is that really what we're going to do? Yeah. And I don't think Trump's accustomed to that. He's not accustomed to going after someone that people actually like. And also, it's one thing for him to come in as this insurgent outsider from outside of politics and bash a bunch of Beltway politicians. Now he's going, now he is the establishment, and I know Trump, pro-Trump, always Trumpers, let's call them, um, hate to hear this, but he's the establishment. He's the former president, and he's going way outside the beltway, not only trashing a governor who, at least in the public's mind, is not connected with D.C. at all, and he's just trying the same tricks about Paul Ryan, and everybody's like, the average voter doesn't even know who Paul Ryan is, let alone that he was speaker for, I don't know, two years uh, when he was in D.C. But now he's expanding it just to say Trump is just saying that Florida in general sucks. It's like this horrible hellscape. And, uh, you know, a lot of people, it, even those favorable to Trump, are like, what are you talking about? Everybody's been bragging up about how great Florida is, how it's growing. And you're you basically are an immigrant to Florida. And all you're doing is saying how bad it stinks. Well, head back to New York then, pal. Yeah, that, that's that's one of those inner realities he's not going to convince anyone on. It's, it's sort of like accusing him of lockdowns. Um, right. That's not going to work. <laughs> like, people have memories. People remember, you know, this was a guy attacked by a Grim Reaper for killing people on the right. beach. Like, people are going to remember that. Uh, I had an interesting question. I want to pose one one thing to you, and then maybe we'll we'll jump in and take a couple of callers. So, someone said to me on my podcast today, like, if you were advising DeSantis, how would you attack Trump? And I said that I think it's very, I think it's a pretty straightforward case. But then I turned it around, 
And I, I want I want to put you on this, not turn it around and say, let's pretend you work for Trump or you work for a Democrat. How would you go after DeSantis? Oh, man. If, if you were going to attack him, because and, and I'll just to give you a lead in. I said I would go back and look at his congressional record because he was yep. a rep. He was a House rep. Uh-huh. And I would I would I would pour over that and I would pour over, you know, who donated to him and things like that. So I turned it around. And I said over a candidate that's popular that a lot of people would probably vote for that would probably bring some of us back into the fold, so to speak. Um, I thought that was an interesting thing to turn around and say, OK, how would forget how DeSantis would attack Trump? How would you if you were a hired consultant attack Ron DeSantis, like credibly, not like. Um, you you were hanging out with you know twelve year olds or whatever. Uh, I'm talking like credibly. How would you go after him? Yeah, I, I think the house record is good because you're always voting on things that you don't believe in, just because process wise you need to to keep some other bill alive or something. I don't know how much impact that would have. Um, I I think for someone kind of more leaning more pro Trump. I guess I would just focus on it. I don't know how this would work exactly, but focus on, look, he doesn't understand Washington. He doesn't understand the deep state. Um, it's one thing to do it statewide. Um, I would focus on his youth and just push that as somehow inexperienced. But of course that opens up Trump to you're 97 years old, dude. <laughs> we need to move on. Um, and you're orange. But um, it's going to be tough to make anything stick. The other thing you could do is almost like the Larry Hogan kind of angle where it's like, I think he's going to scare suburban moms and blah, blah, blah. But I don't see how Trump can make that kind of a comparison. And that is something that I think DeSantis, you know, say he won the nomination. He was heading to the general. It's just going to be the normal. He's Hitler. It's fear mongering, et cetera. And uh, he might need to uh, show on occasion, a softer side of, oh, look at this puff piece of him and his wife. They actually love each other. Isn't that sweet? Here's him uh, petting a dog. You know, those kind of typical politicians thing. But any of those are really tough for Trump to make because Trump said a few weeks ago, Axios reported, here's Trump's five-point plan to attack DeSantis. And one of the planks was to show that Ron DeSantis is unlikable. I'm like, okay, Trump's going to do that? Yeah, I, I, I don't see how that works. So it's going to be very tricky to do, um, especially because anytime you attack, like, oh, he did this in Florida and isn't this terrible, it's like, okay, look at the people moving into Florida versus uh, moving in all the states they're fleeing, basically. So right now it's going to be tough. Um, provoke him into gaffes because, you know, a quick soundbite that's edited out of context that would be difficult. What, what if we just, how want about we just political? Don't pay attention. Don't even them. don't even provoke a gap. Just create an AI DeSantis. Yeah, right. Saying I'm working on legalizing rape or something. Yeah. Just, that's all he has to. And you know he's going to fucking go there. Uh, so yeah. I mean, this is what I've said is is and for people listening, no matter how crazy you think that this is going to get, I don't think anyone has like the first clue how nuts it's going to get from Trump's end on, on this, because if he starts to slip in polls or if he starts to lose primaries, that that's when they're going to break out like the AI DeSantis having sex with a black man or something like they're going to do something like that. And that's what I I caution people. Like we've all seen these AI photographs of Trump being taken down by the cops, which I think are fucking, 
I think they're so fucking great. Like he's like slugging an officer and he has like an eight fingered hand. Yeah. Um, like, I think that that stuff is so as much as I'm terrified of where AI is going, that stuff to me is so funny. It feels kind of like the the early Wild West days of the Internet again. Yeah. But you have no idea. Like when you can manipulate AI to to like have Ron DeSantis say something in his voice, you have no idea where this is going and they will go there. And, you know, Trump and his people know all I have to do is put something on Facebook and immediately my believe my followers will believe it long enough for them to spread it. So and then when it gets debunked, it won't matter anymore. Yeah. And that's how he operates. That's how he's always operated. He, he throws, you know, a pile of shit at you. And just as you like duck, you have another one coming right at you. And it's just like, uh-huh. oh, fuck, OK. One of them is going to hit you. Yeah. One of them is going to land and it doesn't even matter if it's true or whatever. And that's why, you know, I said on my podcast this week, you mentioned like Trump's influencers and you know, there's Bonchi from Red State and there's A.G. Hamilton and these guys that I like. And they're like going point by point correcting Trump's boomer statement on Florida. And I, I just want to be the guy that like taps him on the shoulder and go, you don't have to do this. It doesn't yeah. matter. They don't care. They don't care. Right. They don't care. You're wasting your time. <laughs> like you're banging your head against a brick wall. And this is kind of my the 2016 in me where I'm just kind of like... I'm not even bothering with that this time around. It's like, they don't care. It doesn't matter what you tell them. They will come up with something else. So um, that was a, that's, that was an interesting thing. Someone asked me. So I, I was thinking about, you know, how do you go after someone that you would, you know, maybe vote for or whatever like that. So. Yeah. And I think the toughest thing for DeSantis will be making the transition to the national stage because he's going to give an interview to someone and say dumb crap. You know, everyone is going to do it. We would do it if we were interviewed by someone on CNN or something, especially if you're always in the camera eye. You're just going to do something stupid, and uh, that will be blown up by both Trump and the quote-unquote Trump-hating media. They will both be promoting any of these crazy things. If Trump, uh, Trump, uh, Trump's team produces a deep fake of DeSantis doing something embarrassing... It will be on a loop on CNN for three weeks straight. And they will say, after it's been proven false, they will say, I can't believe Trump would do this. And then play yeah. it repeatedly. Yeah. Uh, you know, and they Here's, here is the deep fake that we're talking about. Yeah. Right, right. So. Ron yeah, DeSantis so setting, a, yeah. setting a drag queen on fire or something is what, <laughs> right. you know. Yeah. So um, real fast before we get to callers, what are you, what are you listening to right now? Well, I'm in a weird frame of mind, so I'm curious. Yeah, if you can believe this, I've been dipping way deep into shoegaze. Oh, wow. Yeah, imagine that. But I saw a show, it's these two smaller bands, Ariel and Deserta. They came through town at this little club and went to see them, and it was glorious and loud, and the paint was peeling off the walls, and it was amazing. So I've been listening to a lot of that. I've also been going back and listening to a lot of music from bands that I liked, like in the 90s or early aughts, that I just kind of stopped listening to. I moved on to other things, and I was like, oh, I forgot how great they were. So broadcast is one I've been listening to a lot of, and a lot of like um, IDM stuff, Square Pusher, and uh, some of the more forgotten stuff. So I'm mixing it up a little still. Um but yeah, after that show, my ears ringing for three days straight. I was just like, I need more of this. 
Yeah. I've, I have fallen down the rabbit hole of Western singer songwriters and I, oh. I classify Western different than country. Um, because it's almost like it's still kind of indie alternative Western yeah. singers. Um, so guys like Benjamin Todd and, you know, it, guys that are like to the West of Sturgill Simpson, if you know what I mean. So right, right. I've, I've fallen down. Arizona, it's like Marty Robbins was a Western yeah, singer. Yeah. Like Earl Towns is one. Nathaniel Radcliffe is another one. Um, the, I don't want to say embarrassing, but I have gone down the, um, oh, where is it? The Zach Bryan uh, catalog. And he, He's a he's a he's a guy who blew up in like the country music scene last year, and, and people mm-hmm. probably know that. I mean, he's completely mainstream, um, but he sings a brand of country that I I actually really enjoy, and it's kind of it's not like you know the big trucks and the girls and the things like that. It's, it's right. always like it's always like you broke my heart and I got drunk and got in a fight kind of thing, yeah. but not in a you know catchy way. And so I've gone down the Zach Bryan uh, catalog, and I and I've. I find myself uh, intrigued by it for kind of a guy who's gone mainstream. And I'm like, we need more country music like this guy. He's not like a, he's not like a model dude. He's kind of overweight and he's got tattoos. He's a former military guy. And uh-huh. um, he's, he's really rough around the edges kind of thing. And so that's, I, I've been just doing this for like now the last month. I don't know if it's cause you know, I, I'm possibly looking at a move to Texas or possibly Florida or out West or something like that. But um yeah, my my Spotify catalog is very confused at the moment. It doesn't know what to send me for like the weeklies. Um, well, it's pretty much the only country I listen to is going to be outlaw country, whether it's uh, yeah, that's official. that's a good way of putting what this is. And yeah, a lot of yeah. like ben- and just kind of you want you want a singer who's been uh, road hard and put up wet, you know. <laughs> probably just, does a lot of probably does a lot of heroin like that. Yeah, Todd. yeah. Who have seen the dark side? Because basically, I, I read some essay years ago, and it was just saying blues and country. You know, coming out of that whole Mississippi Delta, it was the same thing. Yeah. You know, it, it's just basically it's people who have some very tough times, and I think it was Wynton Marsalis who was talking about blues, and he said blues is all about that. Um, it's really, really rough down here, but it's going to be good. It's yeah. Bad on Friday, it's going to be good on Sunday. So it, it's always kind of outlaws like the only one who that still has that element instead of just, I don't know, the cheesy walking along, you know, Key West and singing about <laughs> girls. It's like, eh, this doesn't work for me. Yeah. The, the outlaw stuff is a good way of putting it. That's probably the genre name and it was escaping me, but um, a lot of the stuff is like West Texas. It's Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's the, it's the poor rundown parts of, you know, these big blue sky States and stuff right, like that. And right. so, yeah, and, you know, they're probably all on heroin and, you know, none of these guys <laughs> are going to live to see 30. And that's kind of like what I'm into right now. I'm, I'm falling full long into my midlife crisis. So I'm kind of yeah, trying kinda to like an older dude too, who passed away in the past few years. I think he was friends with Norm McDonald and they passed away the same year. I think Billy Joe Shaver, he's yeah. guy just like, you know, in his real life matches his songs, you know, he would, he would go into a biker bar and they'd pick him out and he'd come back with a gun and get his ear blown off. You know, it's just like, okay, <laughs> this dude's the real deal. Yeah. Like I, I, I discovered like good compilations from Justin Towns Earl and I listened to his stuff and I was like, 
there's no way this dude's still alive. And so I went and I Googled it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, he died last year of a drug overdose. How do you yep, like that? Yep. So, uh, and, and of course, he died young. And so that's this is that's a lot of the stuff that I'm, I'm getting into. Now, I'm probably going to get a tattoo across my throat now or something. <laughs> so uh, for the last 20 or so minutes, we'll take uh, people who are in the caller queue here. So we'll just run in order and we'll wrap up with Craig at the end. Larry, you're on. Hey, uh, I'm actually, I'm the guy who uh, sent the question earlier about the whole strategy with, you know, DeSantis and uh, Trump. Well, there you go. You think? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was an interesting thing with, with you talking about reversing it. And just since uh, last time when I called in, we talked about Goodfellas and I guess don't underestimate uh, Trump coming up with the idea to, to call into question uh, DeSantis's Italian heritage, you know, like say that he's, uh, you know, he's not really Italian, so he can't be made. He can't be a made man. <laughs> Henry you Hill have, or, you you know, have, Conway or something like that. You have no idea. Like, I wish I could do like parlay votes on things like parlay bets, gambling on what Trump, where Trump is going to go, like accusing his wife of faking cancer. That's that's what I'm talking about, like the roads he's going to go down and just just to get a rise out of him. Just, you know, that's because that's what he does. He, he He does this to try to get you to get angry and get off your game. And those are the things like you would hope his team is like putting on note cards on the board. It's like, just let's just get shit faced and think of the craziest shit that Trump's going to come up with because he, he will, they will go there. Anyone who doesn't think like AI voice clips and, you know, AI images and stuff is off the table. Like Trump will use that shit in an ad. It's going to, it's going to be like the campaign, the movie where like, Trump's going to try to fuck his wife, basically. Like, that's where this is going. And people better be, like, ready for it when they go there. And I, when I say ready for it, I'm kind of like, you should just roll your eyes and go, well, we knew he was going to do that. And Yeah, so, um, but getting back to, like, the, my original thing, with the, the way that I would sort of orchestrate it is, obviously, you know, the main thing is going to be COVID. And, but I think what you got to do is you just got to set up you know, where have you been the last three years and how have you been, you know, um, advancing people's, you know, civil liberties and stuff like that? Because I think that's what's going to resonate with the the core independence that they're going to be trying to go for that's going to make or break the election. And so you basically just stand up there and I think you mentioned the word grievances earlier and that's kind of where I'm going, where it's like, you know, I, as Ron DeSantis, you know, when everything was going down, the media was trying to, you know, elevate, you know, the Cuomo's and the Gavin Newsom's of the world and everything was going that one direction. I was the guy that stood up to that. And I, you know, my state, we provided this bastion of, you know, relative freedom, you know, where were you? And not just Trump, you know, like the, um, you know, Mike Pence, Nikki Haley, Mike Pompeo, like where the hell were all these people? Like they didn't say anything. They just sat on the sidelines doing nothing as people's rights were being stripped away from them. So it's, I think that's the, that's where you go. You just ask them what they were doing to advance things. And then specifically, specifically to Trump. Yeah. I mean, you're saying, what were you doing besides, you know, getting into conspiracy theories, you know, feeding into what the left wants and like airing of personal grievances the whole time. Yeah. I think a big thing too, um, that you're kind of referencing as well is just the whole in 2022, um, something that didn't work is if you spent too much time whining about 2000, now, how out of date is that pitch going to be in 2024? You know, I don't know, a month before the 2024 election, Trump whining about 2000. It's just, 
again, for most people, that's just ancient history. It's like, who cares? Why am I paying so much for gas? That's what I care about. And uh, he has spent almost no time talking about issues like that. Every once in a while, I'll say, hey, here's my policy for how I would change social media or something. But 95% of what he's talking about is just bitching and moaning about how mean people are to him. And I don't know. I don't know how you keep up the tough guy act if all you're doing is complaining that everybody's bullying you all the time. Uh, thanks. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and move on. Thanks, Larry. Um, again, it's a, it's a good question. Like I said, I always like to kind of flip it on its head and say, okay, instead of how, you know, how would you go after Trump, which is easy? How would you, how would you go after someone that you like? So how would you go after DeSantis? How, or if you're, if you're Joe Biden, how do you run against him? You know, there's, and these are things that they they have to think about and their team is hopefully, uh, juggling out there. Jack, Hey, how are you doing? And how's the new Range Rover? It's doing good. Um, it hasn't broken down on me yet, so that's always good. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's a, it is a fun toy. Let's do, we'll put it at that. So I don't think John knows this. So I my I had a 2013 Ford that broke down. It's been down for three weeks, whatever. And so uh, as I mentioned, uh, Mr. Gabriel, I'm headed, I'm kind of staring at my midlife crisis coming up over the horizon. So I thought I would, I would drive toward it in a, uh, a 2019 Range Rover Velar. So I got a good warranty on, I got a good deal. Um, so it's not like I'm like swimming in Scrooge McDuck coin or anything like that, but, uh, yeah, I'd said, screw it. I'm, I'm going to take the risk and and go get the, uh, the French bulldog of support you Exactly. That'd be pretty sweet. Well, yeah, midlife crisis, too. I've already opted out of starting a band, uh, like playing Roots Rock in a club and trying to get all my friends on. Well, I need old friends, so I'd post on Facebook that my band's playing. We're playing Van Halen, man. Um, so, yeah, I've ruled not, that not out. Not coming home until Sunday and the wife and asking them where you are. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have another friend on Facebook who is inviting people. He's in Colorado now, though, but he was inviting people to his various MMA fights. I'm like, dude. And he lost everyone, and he would brag about how tough he was. I was like, oh, this is so sad. Keep your midlife crisis to yourself as much as possible. All right. Well, because I know most people are going to be talking about the whole Trump versus DeSantis stuff, and I... And like most people said in the comments, I'm getting tired of everything, so I don't want to talk about that. We haven't that. even started but, yet, though. That's the whole thing. Like, people are already getting tired of it, and he hasn't even announced yet. So. No, I get it, and that's why I'm already tired of it, because Trump just keeps, and all his little pawns in the media keep talking all this bullshit about everything. So it's already annoying me right now, so I'm, I'm not even worried about that. But I was just going to ask you, because I sent you a link yesterday about the the Facebook recruiter that said she got paid $190,000 a year to do nothing just because Facebook wanted to hire people so they wouldn't go to a c- competitor. And so... That sounds like the best you know, job in the world. Like, Oh gosh! I'd jump yeah. off. I'd brag to everyone. You're going to yeah, pay it's... me a hundred grand a year to do what? I just need you to go sit down over there. 
Okay. Yeah, because they just didn't want them to work for Instagram or Twitter or somewhere else. So they just paid these people to do nothing. And she says she worked there for like three years and did almost nothing because they just didn't want her to work somewhere else. I need to find that woman's like talent agent or something because I am all about that. I really need to be a senior fellow somewhere, some think tank, just whatever, make it about coffee or enchiladas or something. I'm good at those things. And any kind of cynic here, that's what I'm looking for. Stippins. These are the kind of, I'm tired of salary. I want that uh, freebie money. Yeah, that's that job to me sounds like the shit. Like, like, just come in and be on your phone and do whatever you want. And uh, here's a hundred thousand dollars, probably plus benefits as well. Oh yeah. Um, and then you know when when they try to poach me, just tell tell them I'm going to need an extra twenty k a year. You know, I just got a Range Rover. I'm going to need more <laughs> here, guys. Um, yeah, that that sounds like fun. Silicon Valley's great. No, nobody like is is better at pissing away large sums of money like those guys. Like they just they just throw it out into the world. It's like yeah, the new Hollywood. That's what Hollywood would do before. Oh, you want to cater this movie? Here's a three point twelve million dollar contract, and Hollywood uh, cut their budget, so everybody headed north to the bay. Yeah, and so I was just like, because I was, you know, obviously all the layoffs happening at Facebook, with, like with ten thousand people. I was like, well, that's why they're happening is because they're paying people to do nothing, mm-hmm. and then they come into the office, get free food, get free organic everything and then they're not doing anything they're just sitting in a desk so they're not working at Twitter and so eventually when the recession started happening and like the money supply and Silicon Valley Bank obviously folded so it's like oh this is why all these companies are laying off people in Silicon Valley because they're paying people to do jack shit all day and spending $200 a day to give them free shit just to sit around and listen to Spotify. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I need, I, we need to, me and John just need to get that job. We just need to start up our own thing. It doesn't have to be a real app. We just have to come up with a, like a name with four syllables to it or no, like four, four, uh, just like we'll do F M M O R. Yeah. You got to end it with an R. Yeah. And we'll just do that. And, um, just tell them that we're, we're hiring people and then not actually pay them, which I think is what's going on now over at, uh, Twitter itself, actually. Um, I got like an account four... at SVB, so let's do this. Yeah, there's Elon Musk and three people. Jacqueline, thank you. <laughs> hey, good evening, guys. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Uh, I am so encouraged to uh, to know that uh, there are conservative uh, shows uh, on Colin, and uh, I'm going to uh, uh, follow you th- th- this show from this point on. Uh, the question for both you, Stephen, and uh, John. With the Trump's legal battles coming forward, and in which by which he could accuse rhinos for not stepping standing up 
to fight for him. I see a clear opportunity that he actually this time around would split with the Republican, which is was discussed during the twenty、uh, between twenty fifteen and twenty sixteen. So, in other words, he will say all these rhinos, they just hate me, and I hate them now, because they put me into this kind of legal jeopardy. Not just the Russia Gate, also all these other, you know, Zoro funded or whatever. So he he can clearly use this opportunity to say, bye bye, adios. I'll have my own party. So I would like you folk both to comment on that. He he can possibly say that, but there are sort of loser laws in place that basically eliminate him off of a ballot in a general election should he choose to do that. So he can certainly try, and he can certainly say, "Go write my name in." And I don't, I do, I do not underestimate the amount of people that might just simply stay home if he's not in the race. And is that enough to possibly swing an election? Yeah, probably. Um, but as far as him like running third party in a general election, that's going to be really that's going to be really hard for him to do because he won't be he won't he won't officially been on any ballots in a lot of these states that have sore loser laws.、Um, so if he were to do that, he would have to do it. You know, he'd have to break and go independent now before primaries start.、Um, but I don't, I don't put it, I don't put I don't put it above him to tell his people to stay home. Or to just write his name in. So I mean, he, he's he's gonna if he does not get the nominee, he's going to disrupt and burn as much down as he can, because this、okay. isn't about the Republican Party. It's not about conservative politics. It's about him. It's about he needs、yes. to win again. And so, yes, okay,、um, yeah. I I fully believe that should he lose a primary, he will not be on stage at the RNC endorsing who whomever that might be. John might see it. No,、um, yeah, because I've actually looked into that because I've thought, you know, say he doesn't, you know, he comes second or third in the primaries,、um, he's not going to go away quietly. And yeah, there are these loser laws, so he could probably get on the ballot in a couple, in a handful of states. But、um, all that would be is he would be the spoiler, like way back with Woodrow Wilson, and then Teddy Roosevelt did his own thing against his own party,、uh, Robert Taft, and that's what happened. Wilson won. And if that happens again, and people remain a big number of people remain committed to Trump, that's how it's going to go. Biden will be reelected, or I don't know, the reanimated corpse of him with his running mate. And it'll be DeSantis's、uh, fault. Fetterman's taxidermy. It'll be DeSantis's、yeah, fault、yeah. or the GOP's fault. It will. It will never be. Oh yeah,、Trump's、yeah.、Fault. So. And I think that's what DeSantis. The challenge for him is he has to somehow、uh, turn. At least a chunk of that, you know, always Trump base, bend them over to him somehow.、Um, otherwise, it's going to be really tough to unify the party and beat any kind of Democrat.、Um, because yeah, people will just stay home even if Trump isn't on the ballot. They're just going to say, "Oh, forget this. I'm not going to do it." Because Trump's not going to do anything to help out a party. That didn't elect him. Didn't give him the primary. And then,、so、and then he runs. He in, will try to burn it down. And then he runs in twenty twenty eight. Oh yeah, yeah. He will keep running yes, endlessly. Yeah. So、uh, the question. I mean, not question. Actually, because I follow this、uh, YouTube channel called the Right Side Broadcasting, which follow Trump all the time, right? Yeah. I will be closely watching the crowd size of DeSantis, 
Because if he mm -hmm. does not come up with a huge crowd size, then these MAGA crowds, I don't think they're going to go with DeSantis. It's my personal opinion. I mean, Joe, Joe Biden beat Trump basically by himself in a basement. I don't think crowd size is something that's indicative of anything. Um, I mean, okay. maybe maybe going back to Obama when Obama was just, you know, seas of people in that. I hear you. Thank you so much. Both, oh, you both bet. Um, but I mean, I know Trump likes to. I know Trump likes to tout his crowd sizes and stuff, but it's really not. It's really not indicative. And he's gone. That's really not indicative of much uh, anymore in politics. Uh, but thanks, thanks, sir, John. Go ahead, Craig. We'll try to blow through. I'm going to give him about a minute. Okay. We're going to jump on here. Uh, John, go ahead. If Craig jumps back on, we'll we'll wrap up with him. But if not, we'll wrap up with Um, Hello. Hi, John. How are you guys doing today? I'm good. And your name rocks. I like your name, John, too. a very good name. <laughs> The only difference is that I have an H. I know. You got the fancy version. My parents were very broke, so they couldn't afford any extra silent consonants. Yeah. So that's why I got <laughs> to put that name on a shirt. You got to like have an whole extra. Do you know that that's why George Lucas changed the title from Revenge of the Jedi to Return of the Jedi? Oh, wow. That's actually cool. Yeah. Because he, he, he could <laughs> save money on the printing costs of all of the pub, uh, publicity materials if he shortened the R. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. That's right. John, what's on your mind? How, how, how would you beat Donald Trump this upcoming election? Um, try to get more voters to try to, like, like you. <laughs> so if you were... That, like, that is a very good like, strategy. If you, um, you want people to like you for things that you do and things that you have done under, like, per se, how... Joe Biden was under uh, Obama, how he was the vice president, and then he ended up beating Trump. You need to do things that are important, and people can see that you do those. And then in the next upcoming election, the people vote for you to become the next president. When when you John is right, he's right. As a Washington political consultant. Yeah, you just because, you, you, uh, you just tapped in at eighty five to annoy everybody. Yeah, you just John just tapped in at eighty five k a year for a think tank in DC for that. Oh wow! Yeah, I mean, I'm not really I'm not doing any politics right now because I'm only twelve, so can't really vote or anything. But you would be you would be surprised at how much more that you know than the typical DC think tanker is. So. You don't, you don't, I mean, you're right. You, you really don't count until you vote. Um, no one else will really tell you that, but it's true. Um, so you have a few years to kind of hone your skills and whatever like that. What is, yeah. what do you, John, what's the most like important thing that you see on the news? Um, as far as your age, your schools, uh, do you like your teachers? Are your teachers like trying to shove propaganda down your throat or on anything? Well, um, Today was basically the end of the third nine weeks, so they're trying to, like, finalize everybody's grades, and that was, like, that was bad. It was, like, it was 
H-E double hockey sticks that, that week. <laughs> um, what, what is your least, what is your most and least favorite topic in school, John? Um, well, my favorite is math. Um, my second favorite, I have civics. Okay. Well, so you are politically engaged. That's what civics is. So Mm -hmm. you, you are politically engaged. What, what is your least favorite? What is your least favorite thing about civics class? Um, sometimes the teacher, like, uh, I get called on and then he, he like yells at me for if I'm not talking. And then he's like, John, be quiet. And I wasn't even talking. <laughs> that is exactly, and, and, that and is my, exactly mind, how I ended up here, believe it or not. In my mind, I'm like, what did, what did I do? And then everyone's looking at me and I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, what did I do? What did I do wrong? That is exactly how I ended up here. I'm not even joking with you. Yeah, I always had a couple of good teachers that I still remember, but the rest of them kind of drove me crazy. Yeah, I only had like two teachers that I actually really liked, and one of them was in summer school. So, John, if you ever end up in summer school, which it's not a bad experience. People will try to – that's like prison for like 12-year-olds. But if you ever end up yeah. like in, in summer school – uh, don't take it for granted. Like, go in there and show up and learn. I know it's summer and you, you kind of just better not be there. Um, but uh, don't take it for granted because, like, my, like my, my two of my best teachers were in summer school. John, are you? Yeah. On- um, no, I don't have TikTok. I have YouTube though. How come you don't? How come you? Uh, I, I guess if you're 12, is TikTok available for 12 year olds? Um. Well, some people will probably like put like a different age for them. And I think it's like a 13 restriction or something like that. But um, another reason is like my mom won't allow it. Plus there's like bad things on it. Your mom? Like sometimes there's just like my mom won't allow me to have it. And also there's like um, some restrictions. Your mom is very smart, John. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, but you do have YouTube. What do you watch on YouTube? Um, I try to watch like sports highlights. Um, usually, like maybe once in a while, I get like news notifications. So you do you do have Steph Curry as your as your avatar? As, are you Steph Curry? Are you so? Are you a Golden State Warriors kid, or are you just a Steph Curry kid? Because the NBA is weird like that. Like you don't really follow teams; you follow players. Yeah. Well, I live in Tampa, Florida, so we don't really have a team. The only team that oh, we so- really have. So, so you li- so so you live in that hellhole of Florida that Donald Trump said was. <laughs> yep. Do you do you like Tampa? I mean, it's okay, really. Other um, than the hockey team, I mean the lightning, the lightning. I don't know what's happening to us right now. We we we're, I don't I don't know how the Bruins are doing this good. Also, but um, the, the lightning. The, I, if the Bruins the always light- tank. So don't worry about the Bruins. They, they'll be out in the second round. Yeah, plus if Toronto makes it to the playoffs, they'll just be eliminated first round. Yeah, or if, uh, yeah, if it's Boston in the first round, they'll they'll be gone. Um, yeah. John, John, do you know who my favorite hockey team is? Probably. I do not know. I should know, but I don't. Um, don't li- John, don't listen to other John. He's in he's in Phoenix. They don't even they don't even skate on ice out there. 
Wait, don't, don't they have the Arizona um, Coyotes? Well, or whatever? No, no, they don't. That team doesn't reel. <laughs> John, John, who do you think my favorite hockey team is? Mm, well, by you saying that, it's probably not the Lightning. Um, or maybe it is the Lightning. Um, it's, it's not the Lightning. It's the team that kicked your team's ass in the finals of the Stanley Cup last year. Colorado Avalanche. It's the Colorado Avalanche. Well, I mean, the Lightning, sometimes they have, like, rough rough patches, especially last night. We got, like, the trap being out of us. Yeah. Seven to two, like, I'm, I'm like, a huge Andre Vasilevsky fan. Like, I think Brian Elliott was in the entire game. It was just, like, disappointment. Because they scored back-to-back goals very fast, and I was like, oh, God. Yeah, it's hard not to like Vashilis. He's the, he's the best goaltender in the world, so you do have that. Um, John, what, what do you think of the job your governor is doing in Florida? Um, well, the world isn't on fire over here, so I'm happy. <laughs> Plus, well, I mean, what, what I sometimes like about Florida and what I don't like is we have, like, these, like, different temperatures. But then sometimes during like the summer, it's extremely hot, and like we we get like those bare breezes, and it doesn't even like it barely changes seasons over here. We get like no snow, which kind of sucks. <laughs> no, you don't. You do. You de- most definitely do not get snow there. So you yeah, you, you don't get snow, and you have very large lizards, including including yeah. one 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 that lives in 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 West Palm Beach. <laughs> Oh my god! I mean, I don't like. I don't know if this is for like everybody, but I have like a very huge fear of going into like an ocean or a lake, and there either being a gator or a shark right staring me right right in front of the face. Yeah, the thing you'll learn as you get older that you don't need to go into the ocean. The ocean is just full of shit that will kill you. That's it. Yeah. I mean, that's all the ocean exists for. It just exists to kill you. That's that's all, John. And then a lot of people just go in and in there like, woo, we can have such a great time. And then next thing you know, Saturday morning, you get a news notification. 70-year-old lady gets dragged in by a shark. Or steps on a jellyfish. Exactly. Yeah. And then, and then I saw, like, I think it's like last month, or, there was this old lady. She was walking her dog near, like, her retirement home and then got pulled in by a gator. And then she died. You should, so John, so other John lives out in the desert, and they they have like bats the size of seven forty sevens that fly around at night out there. Yeah, um, we just so. have weird, different animals in Florida. I lived in Florida for a year in Orlando. Tampa is better than Orlando, I promise you. But yeah, yeah, we had a back at that time. We had three little ponds around us, and two of them had gators. Oh god! And uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a pretty crazy time down there. I enjoyed myself there, but I did not like how humid it is in the winter, especially in the middle of the state. At least really, the Gulf was, got a little really bit flowing. I was in Florida last year, like roughly this exact time, like exactly like a year ago, and I didn't mind the humidity in March. It was nice. Yeah. March is good. July ain't. Okay. <laughs> jo- John, what, John, what else is on your mind? Um... Well, the Bucks' new quarterback, Baker Mayfield. That's not – I mean, you could do worse. You could have Russell Wilson. Oh, yeah, obviously, yeah. 
Honestly, yeah, Russell Wilson, I don't know what happened to him. Like, when, when he was on the Seahawks the season before he got traded to the Broncos, he was, he was doing all right, but now he's just, get, like, just not even doing that good anymore. Yeah, he sucks. Broncos are the, the shittiest team in the history of the NFL, too, so. Yeah, and then, and then Who, I was very – I was surprised with the Jacksonville versus Chargers game in the playoffs. I mean, I wanted Jacksonville to win, and I was very surprised with the outcome of the score, how Jacksonville was able to come back and win. Yeah, Jacksonville, man, that was just a Cinderella story. They didn't make it to the big game, but John, are you inspired a lot of people? They're going to be good this upcoming year. John, he other John just mentioned Cinderella. So, are you allowed to still read Cinderella in your school, or did the did the did you get did all the books get banned? Yeah, yeah, they do. do you, so, do you still have books in your school at all, or are they all gone? Oh no, we still have books, but we're like, since I'm in like seventh grade, we're not. We really don't have enough time to go to the library get books. It's literally every day homework, study, homework, study. Yeah, but so, but you do, but you do still have access to books in the state of Florida, right? Yes. Okay, so they so they didn't ban them all. No, and then I think my civics teacher, like, he pulled up this article. I think it was Wednesday or Tuesday. Uh-oh. It said that Joe Biden might like ban TikTok in like the state of Florida or something. That's right. That's exactly right. Joe, they're they're talk. Joe Biden is talking about banning TikTok. Do you think that's going to make your friends mad when Joe Biden bans TikTok? Well, they'll have to be like me and watch YouTube Shorts. Yeah, or like go to Instagram or or create something else. Exactly. So, yeah. So I I do think that your civics teacher is is on on that. Joe Biden, Joe Biden, President Joe Biden, a Democrat, might ban TikTok. So make sure that you tell all of your friends that if TikTok gets banned, you can say, well, Joe Biden did that. And so all of your friends know to basically go who to blame when they have to go and watch. Yeah. And then I also think when the um, presidential election happened in 2020, um, I think a lot of people thought that President Trump did like bad things. So in their mindset, they have a new president coming in, Joe Biden, and they're thinking, oh, this could be a new opportunity. And with President Trump out, he won't make the same mistakes. Yeah. And and what do you think of that? Do you think he's making the same mistakes? And are your friends just as mad at him as they were President Trump? I mean, they're probably less mad, but um, I've seen like these memes about him, like him falling down the stairs, and then oh, that's not a meme. That really happened. Oh yeah, I know that one happened, and then like him forgetting where he is, like like no, that really happens too. (laughs) Yeah, and then people making a meme, people making a meme, and then I'm like, when when did this happen? (laughs) <laughs> well, like, when did he forget where he was or forget his name? Or when did the meme happen? Like, when when did he forget his name? Like, is he okay? No, John, he's not. He's he's <laughs> he's very close to death. And aren't all presidents. He, he's very old is the problem. I feel like almost all presidents that get elected, except I think like Barack Obama, the last two, like Joe Biden and President Trump, are very close to death. <laughs> very true and some of us are very tired of that fact very astute so what you're saying john is you'd rather have a younger president yes yeah honestly because i think if we have a younger president 
um, um they would honestly like they, they would understand us a lot like the people a lot more than old presidents would i agree completely that's true john do you think 12 year olds should be allowed to vote yes and if so if you were so if you were allowed to vote what what is what is the main issue you would vote on uh, what do you either an issue or like or a candidate that you like or or what is the so let's say tomorrow we wave a magic wand joe biden's dead somebody else is in there and you're allowed you're granted the right to vote what is the thing that you want to vote on what is the thing that you want to make happen with a vote are you gonna make sure that what america wants is gonna be done <laughs> um I'm 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 out I'm out I'm out of ideas. You're 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 very wise on this stuff. The thing you're going to learn as you get older, none of this happens, and we're all just cynics, and we're all probably just uh, dr- drinking very heavily to get through the day because of yeah. this is what we're supposed to do with our life. And then they use all of well, obviously I don't do taxes or whatever, but they use that's okay. Neither do we. <laughs> they they don't do use that. Every, they use everyone's um, tax dollars to like make. They use everyone's tax dollars to do stupid stuff, and then what? It go it goes to waste. Uh, John, you're what's called a libertarian. Do Do you know what a libertarian is? I actually have no idea. Okay, well, you are one. If you If you don't like taxes and you think that taxes go to stupid stuff and you don't want to pay your taxes, you're a libertarian. Which is a good, it's a good thing to be. Mm-hmm. You want, you want to eventually be more like classical liberal. So John, do you, do you like free speech? Do you, be, do you think you should be able to just say? Yes. Yeah, that's why we have freedom of speech. And uh, do you like the second amendment? Yeah. Okay. That's, that's the one that lets you have guns. Yeah. The right to bear arms. Um, well, honestly, I think it's usually for safety reasons because you don't know what's gonna pop in at your house late at night. You don't you don't know what can happen at any given time. Especially if it's a gator. Exactly. Like, if I have a knife in the kitchen, I will probably try to stab it or something before and like kill you. You can't stab. You can't stab an alligator, John. It's too fast. Oh yeah. Well, then they're, they're big. They, they're big and they lumber, but they can when they want to move, they can move. Well, I'll probably be a dessert anyway. So, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So you, what you should do is you should, you, next whenever you go. Or, so do you have another civics class or are you done with seventh grade? Um, Seventh grade ends May 27th for me. OK, so so you still have your civics class. Mm hmm. Okay, so on your next civics class, you need to go in and say that you talk to a, a famous podcaster and, uh, on Friday night, because that's how you spend your Friday night, and I, and I unfortunately now spend my Friday night drunk and talking to kids, but you're going to go in and you're going to tell your civics teacher that you talked with a famous podcaster and, and his guest, who's also sort of famous. I'm, I think I'm a little bit more than he is. Um, and then you're going to say that because that you hate taxes – uh, don't tell your civics teacher you like guns. You'll get expelled and arrested for that. Yeah, um, probably say, yeah, for sure. Yeah, don't don't walk into class and say I like guns. Ooh, Just keep that keep like, that one. Ooh, us. guys, I have a gun in my backpack. Let's shoot. Yeah, don't do that. Um, 
it, cer- certainly don't don't ever tell te- if you take a gun to school there's ways of doing it that you don't get caught don't keep it in your backpack don't keep it in your locker um but okay. if you go to next time you go into your civics class um that that's true someone in comments is saying it's florida you can probably do that go in and say that um you you were told by a famous podcaster that you are now a libertarian because you don't like taxes and you think taxes are dumb yeah i think they honestly are yeah i mean um i don't know if everyone thinks this but uh presidents governors whatever you want to call them they waste everyone's taxes on stupid stuff and things that really we don't even need but apparently they need it John, do you have any do you have any advice or questions for our for our newfound budding libertarian? Google gobble. I think other John is gone. I think we lost other John. Probably. There there I am. I thought I didn't know I was muted. Yeah, my daughters are a little bit older than you, but when my eldest daughter was four years old, she went into a restaurant that was called a speakeasy. To which she announced to the waiter, as a libertarian, I oppose abolition or abolition, whatever, the um, banning of liquor, let's say. I can't remember the word right now because I'm out of it. But, um, yeah, she's changed a little bit and uh, in her views. But, yeah, she was on board the libertarian train at age four because she's like, I would see her. I subscribed to a libertarian magazine and she'd be reading it in the corner instead of Dr. Seuss or whatever. So uh, well, Dr. Seuss is banned now too, though. What's that? Dr. Seuss is banned now too, though. For what? Oh, what did true. he do? Everything's banned. Racism. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so supposedly Dr. Seuss like wrote about like racist characters in his books, and so the libs got all mad and they tried to ban his books. What a way to ruin your reputation. Well, it was a different time, you know, it's, it's, you know, different times, different in, in things like that. Yeah. And so, um, so what the lids tried to do is because they're, they're all woke. Do you know what woke means, John? Um, kind of, I think maybe. Do you think you can define woke? This was a big debate this week. Give us your best uh, definition of woke. Woke means, I guess, um, woke could probably mean, um, like, how well they're paying attention, per se. That's that's close. It's it's kind of their definition is you you've woken up to injustices in society, but only injustices as they see them, and that not only do you have to correct them, you have to basically purge anyone out of society that thinks otherwise. Oh, so you basically have to eliminate them. Yes, that's a good word for it to elim- to eliminate people who who participate in wrong think. That's that's what they think woke is. So they had Dr. Seuss books, and supposedly there were these racist characters in Dr. Seuss books, and so they decided we're going to stop publishing them because um, they, they we think that these are racist characters and are outdated, and so we need to change them. So, do you think that that's a good thing or a bad thing when you change? the words of books that have already been published? Um, well, if they're, if they're racist, if it's racist words, then yeah, you want, you want to change it. Okay. 
I'm going to I'm going to disagree with you on that. You have a little bit of wokeness creeping in there, John, um, <laughs> but you'll get there. I, but I nothing to worry about. I, I have faith you'll get there. So don't worry about it. So, John, I'll give you one last thing you want to say. It can be on any topic you want. It can be on civics, it can be on school, it can be on sports. Um, who's going to win the NBA championship? Um, it's, um, I don't know. Honestly, the Lakers have a rebuild. Um, I don't think Gordon's – I mean, they're not going to win, obviously, but um, um, I don't think Golden State's going to win this year. So who is? Do you think it's somebody in the West? Probably. I mean, Phoenix, uh, Phoenix, I'm not trying to be a mean or anything, but Phoenix Airs, um, Phoenix Suns, their team, uh, Devin Booker, he's a massive trash talker. Yeah. Yeah, you want to stay away from those guys. I think, what do you think about the Denver Nuggets? Um, The Nuggets, I mean, I think they're okay. But you don't think that they can win the championship? I mean, they could possibly, but that doesn't okay. mean that they will. I mean, they're they're forty nine and twenty four, which is honestly a very good record. Um, and they're playing Milwaukee on tomorrow. Both good teams, but Milwaukee has is fifty two and twenty. You do pronounce Milwaukee correctly. It's it's actually based on the native lands of the Mili of the Milwaukee tribe. Oh wow. That's where my family. That's where my family was from. There's a guy named Charlie Sykes who knows about that, and I'll tell you that story of why he knows my family. <laughs> Avoid him if at all possible. That's a that's a, that's, a, that's a good one, John. So, uh, John, I got two guys that I got to get now. To um, we should we should do this again. You should you should jump in this room again, and we can talk more about civics and what it means to be a good libertarian. And, and remember. When Joe Biden bans TikTok, you need to tell all of your friends that that he's the one that did that. Exactly, it wasn't it wasn't Trump who did that, guys. Even though he made no, it wasn't Trump. Who well, did no, that. Trump tried it, but he failed, and that's why that's oh. why Trump lost because Joe Biden is there now to to make sure that he follows through on all of the things that Trump couldn't do. So Trump tried to ban it, but he couldn't do it, so he voted him out. So now Joe Biden is going to ban TikTok. And like I said, just make sure when all your friends get mad and they can't access a Chinese spyware app, uh, that you tell them that this is because mm-hmm. Joe Biden banned it. Yes, sir. All right, man. Well, don't call me. Sir. Don't die. Ah, don't call well, me, sir. You don't have, have to do more that. Common sense than most grown-ups. So you do, John, John. You have a very keen understanding of uh, how politics in the world works right now. So keep yeah, it up. I mean- even even if they're like a dem, uh, Democrat or Republican, I think that they're all corrupt in their own way. You know it. They are hundred percent. Okay, John, I'm gonna move on. I'm gonna move on to Jason and Craig. But you should you should uh, join join us again sometime, and we'll we'll talk more. Okay, thank you. You guys have a good all Friday. All thank right, John. Thank you. I Try think to he fa- could be our guest next week. So yeah, I think I'm just gonna. In fact, I'm just gonna make him the new host. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know if his like mom is listed. Like I don't even know how a kid like finds this room or anything. I'm glad he did. Yeah. But, like you know whatever he he. I mean if he comes in, I'm gonna just be real with him. He's in my dojo. So, um, uh, <laughs> Jason, Jason and Craig, tell her hi for us, John. Um, Jason and Craig, try to find. I don't know if I can. <laughs> I'm not even sure what I was going to talk about anymore. Oh, um, I know 
these people are desperate to make DeSantis out to be like some foreign policy weakling. But it, it was funny because once he said that, yeah, Putin is a war criminal, everybody says that's him walking back his statements about, you know, Ukraine not being a pivotal American interest, even though that they're two different things and they don't seem to be able to understand that. I don't know. <laughs> We're, I forgot what we're I was not, say we're not allowed for nuance on this topic, John or Jason. You're either you're either uh, a Putin hating patriotic American with a flag hanging from your porch, or you're a fucking goddamn traitor. Well, not the American flag. Did I say American or did I say hey, Ukrainian flag? You just said flag, oh, but definitely oh, the American flag. Oh well, <laughs> is there really a difference now between the Ukrainian American flag to them? Really? Yeah. No. This is what we went through with Iraq. This is this is kind of where I'm just I check out of this whole Ukraine thing because the Bill Crystals and the Adam Kinzingers, they're doing the same shit that they did in Iraq, which was if if you even dare question anything. OK, and, and for the most part, I was fine with invading Iraq. I was fine with getting rid of Saddam and his punk kids. Um, I wasn't fine with like the, the next 13 years of being there. But for the most part, I was like, OK. Um, but the thing that you, if you witnessed back then is if you even dared kind of question anything, um, you, you were a, you were a traitor to America. And it's funny because now you're seeing the same kind of attitude from the same exact people. And, you know, when, when I hear John Bolton, for instance, going after Ron DeSantis, I'm just like, are you trying to get him elected? Because we're over this dude. Yeah. And I mean, my thing is they could get away with anything as long as they were good at anything. I mean, it seems like our foreign policy establishment is pretty tactically competent. I mean, we can do whatever we put our mind to, but they're just strategically dumb. Like, yeah, I mean, and yeah, I remember all that because that was my freshman year of college when we decided to invade Iraq. I guess that was spring semester of the freshman year but yeah they're just not good at anything and i kind of had the thought you know desantis is not a fascist but he could be because he's good at the fundamentals like if he wanted to be fascist he could probably get away with it and people would be like well at least he already is we're already we're already on (laughs) hitler five well yeah worse than hitler actually well, Trump was Hitler, so and no, which was and Hitler, Bush and then Trump was worse than Hitler, and then DeSantis is worse than Trump, I think, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, they could get away with a lot more foreign intervention if they weren't bad at it. That is, uh, that's another good observation. That's that's correct. That um, had they not pissed away twenty seven years of bad nation building. Um, yeah, we, 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 we probably be all over that. We'd probably be all over the shit in Moscow right now. We'd be building hotels. Like <laughs> yeah. But, oh, well, Bill Crystal blew it. What can I say? Right. Oh, well, um, I guess that's all I have to say. I kind of, I was engaged with how John, um, not your co-host, but the previous caller, Kind of like John the Libertarian. Do things. Yes, John the Libertarian. The smart John. The smart John. Okay. Um, The unorthodox John. (laughs) Yeah. Perfect. (laughs) But 
you know, he just said, like, do pe- things people like, and I don't know. No one knows to do that. Or they convince themselves of what people like, even though they hate it. It's just really is that clear. <laughs> I don't want all 12-year-olds to vote. Just him, though. Yeah, that's fine. Or just him to vote. Like, count some adults, too. Like, just him. <laughs> He'll be fine. All right. Good. Thank Thanks, you. Jason. All right. Bring it up, Craig, uh, to finish this, finish this fun, unexpected Friday night off. Let's see if... Just hit your uh, mute button down there at the bottom. You're muted now? Yep, you're there. Go ahead. All right. No, um, can't really can't really top young John. Um, None of us can. <laughs> let's be honest. I, I don't know if some algorithm took him here, but whatever happened, I'm glad it happened. That was, that, was, that was 15 minutes of just solid podcasting. Appreciate that. But no, I uh, just wanted to pop in real fast and say, John and John, Stephen, I think I've told you this before, been following you since the conservatarian days and really appreciate your take. Kind of keeps keeps some sanity in the room. Appreciate oh, that. Thank you. And uh, Stephen, you were talking about music at the beginning. I was I was called in to say, check out Zach Bryan, but you're already on it, which good for you. Yeah, He's, it's uh, weird because he is kind of he kind of blew up and went mainstream this year. So I, when I I found him through just some of these mix playlists that I'm listening to, there's like indie country folk, and, in, and there's one like Indigo and. Um, just again, this kind of outlaw Western playlist that I'm digging into and listening to. Um, and so I found him on there and I didn't know much about him. I heard kind of his name bandied about, but, um, and then I kind of went in and I dug into his catalog and I was like, this is mainstream. Is this going to be like, you know, you know, typical country. And I'm like, Oh no, this is, this is some pretty dark shit when you get down to it. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to. Yeah, I, f- I found him on a long drive. My uh, wife found him through one of the one of his other mainstream songs that's, and put on the that's a good like way the of discography playlist. He is good music for a long drive. Yeah, put on his discography playlist on Spotify, and she fell asleep, and I was about to change it, and he, I guess, went back into more of the more of the western style, and in the next couple songs, I'm like, oh, this actually isn't terrible, and kept it on for the next hour and a half. So it was good. Really, really enjoyed him. He's on my rotation now. Um, but no, the um, who was who was before me? Not James. James? Other? I don't know. He he kind of touched on it. I I don't know, John. Maybe you talk to um, Gray Conley often. I don't know. I like him on Twitter too. And your interview that you did with him about Ukraine a while back was really good. Um, yeah. I. These attacks in Syria these last two days, I just can't figure out, like, what's what's the legitimate realpolitik reason we're over there? I, I can't find anybody that gives a good argument, and I know we're all probably on the same page about not being over there and not having a purpose for it, but just wanted to get your take. I know you talk to different people. It just seems like a bureaucratic war, you know, it's just like, well, we're there because we're doing these things. And if we want to keep this party happy, we need to attack those guys, but not too much, but just enough to get their attention. And it's just, this is the kind of meddling that gets people killed without a big, 
agenda. You know, we're probably attacking Iranian-backed forces while we're while we're um, dissing Israel for attacking those same forces. That's what I'm guessing is going on. It's just really complicated, and that's why most of us don't want to get involved in that wasp's nest again. And uh, it's just kind of foreign policy on autopilot, it seems to me. Because I've so, never just heard a clear explanation of, okay, here's what we're doing. Um, here's where we want to be in 10 years. It's just kind of reacting to what's going on in the neighborhood. Yep, sounds about right. That's all I got. I got to get back to making dinner. Um, but really enjoy it. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Craig. Thanks, Craig. Um, so, sorry, Brady. Uh, we're going to wrap up here at 630. Um, but uh, try to jump in. I'm going to probably be here back next Tuesday uh, to host one of these. Well, this was a fun one and educational for, for everyone involved. Um, special thanks to John, our, 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 our new junior libertarian there. Um, so thanks for calling in, John, and hope we don't get you in trouble. Uh, this has been episode 93 with John Gabriel just running down week in review on all the nonsense that we that we see out there. So, John, thanks as usual for jumping in. I know it was kind of short notice, so I appreciate it. Oh, yeah, it, it was great. All right, guys. Uh, go enjoy your Friday nights and your weekends. I will be back on Substack on Tuesday. Uh, I will have a founding members chat thread uh, ready to go on Monday. So any stories that you see popping up, feel free to throw in there and I'll get to those kind of next week. So once again, thank you to my Johns, both of my new Johns. Um, so th- this was this was a fun one, guys. So and again, thanks to my callers and for keeping uh, Versus Media Live right up towards the top there on, uh, on call-in episodes. So thanks again, guys. Enjoy your weekends. Have a good night.